The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie Clawson number one, Dave Anthony, has joined me Hello. for the... The three-year anniversary, the birthday yeah. edition. It's very exciting. They said we'd never make it. They did. Um, In fact, I, they didn't even bother saying we'd never make it. That's it, how little a podcast matters. <laughs> they didn't say it to me, but because I'm guest Charlie number one, I have to act like they did. Yeah. And I can't believe... We've made it three years. I, we have. It's amazing. We can't, I can't believe we've made it three years on a thing that no one can stop but us. <laughs> It's not really, yeah. not really an achievement that we haven't cancelled ourselves. Well, they haven't, they haven't shut us down. Right. <laughs> well, they haven't shut down. There, there was always this feeling that what we're doing, you know, this podcasting world, this world where people can kind of just make something. Yeah. And like, we're making this on the day that I will put it up, you know. So we'll right. do this thing, you know, I'll be able to like package it up. I'll be out there on the internet and people can listen to it on this day. And we yeah. can say whatever, you know, we want in yeah. this podcast and weirdly halfway through that sentence i was going to say whatever the fuck we want and i edited myself See, for no reason that's Couldn't all part of it. that's that's you being in show business so long that you edit yourself right so we can say whatever we want and there's always and it's and it's mostly free like you yeah. know some people have you know tried to supplement it by like you know doing an ad or something which i quite enjoy like i love hearing uh, people who don't normally do ads struggle their way like through us? an ad. Oh my god, it's gold. The TiVo one? But there's a bunch of podcasts, obviously, because All Things Comedy Network, that must come through, right? Because there's a bunch of All Things Comedy um, podcasts that I listen to. So at the yeah. moment, they're all talking about TiVo. Yeah, we all got a, we got a, right. a collective deal. And it's a, great, um, it's a great thing to hear how each of the shows <laughs> deals with, yeah. you know, how to talk about it. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm not, this is not me talking about it. I've got no money from this. No. Anyway, but- TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, there has always been this kind of suspicion that, like, you know, at some stage, you know, iTunes or one of these things is just going to make people pay for podcasts or... Or make the people putting them up pay for them. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always thought they do. I thought yeah. they'd make us pay. Right. So, it's a, there's, there's always been this kind of idea that it's not going to be this good forever. Yeah. Like, at some stage in the future, you know... Richard Curtis is going to like, you know, make a movie about the era of, you know, <laughs> Freedom. podcasts. Back and apparently just, we're all on a boat doing them. It was the He'll Wild just put West. them on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Doug loves movies in one room. <laughs> W2EF in another room. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, you know what? I, it is going to change at some point. Something will so, happen. Right? Yeah. Because people just get angry if people can have stuff for free. Yes, always. Rich and, people. And people if, who already have money will and, get angry at the fact that you guys are having something for free. Yeah, for free. And also if people are just being allowed to say whatever they want. Right. We That's can't have no, that. Oh, no, no, no. No, we it's can't have people be. saying whatever they want and people accessing it for free. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> horrible. This is horrible. How can we monetize this and control the message? That ends up in French revolutions. Right. So that's what you know, people are thinking right now. So we've made it three years, which is cool. So we thought we'd do a special um, <coughs> three-year uh, anniversary. But before we get to uh, the kind of topics of that, um, I thought that uh, we should mention another podcast that we did together that people can listen to oh, called yeah. The Naughty Show. Yes. Uh, and the reason that I wanted to mention that was it was at the Playboy radio studios. Yes. Which I didn't even know existed. No. They have a radio... They have it's a but it's a weird radio because that's because also you know what I think of when I think of Playboy, I don't want to see visuals. Right? <laughs> you know I've wanted, like this, I looked at that magazine and I thought this should really be a radio show. I've wanted or to, a podcast. I've wanted to hear Playboy for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing greater than hearing uh, playmates or mm. porn stars talk. Right. It's just. Good. So this is what they do on the shows a lot of the time is they get like, you know, porn stars. Yeah, so there were two Polish 
porn star sisters there sisters. when we were there. In the green room. And what did I say when we got <laughs> in the green room? In the green room. And what did I say when we got into the elevator? Something very bad happened in that family. Right. They're <laughs> right? sisters. They're sisters. And they're in porn. Yes. Like they're sisters. Yeah. And they're not like, even if they were sisters and they were in their own porn careers in different cities. I'd be like, okay, well, fair enough. Okay, yeah. That that's, ha- yeah. you know, that's just a career choice. But they're clearly... But that was their act. No, they're in it together. They were sisters. Yeah. In it together. Uh, but they don't touch, I believe, but right. they just do stuff next to each other. Yeah. Which, I don't think there's a huge difference at Not that a point. huge... I mean, there is a still a difference. And if I think I'm, that we need to acknowledge in life that there's always still a difference. There is a difference. Like, if I'm... If me and you are in a room together right. and we're both fucking right. different people... Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's super weird. It's already weird. weird. There's something now happening between us. Just because there's something weirder that could happen (laughs) doesn't mean that the thing that is happening right now isn't still weird. It's still weird. Right. It's still very weird. And it would be a much, and then it would be even weirder if you like reached over and grabbed my stuff. Right. (laughs) Right. And I'm talking about my pants and my shirt. Right. Right. Which I would because I come from a nation of convicts. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, that, that's always my thing is like, because um, there was this guy in Australia and I talk about this in my stand-up show this year, but uh, called Corey Bernardi. And he's one of those people, and you know, we should acknowledge that, that here in the States, um, you know, in California, uh, gay people are now t- now getting married, which is it's fantastic. Tremendous. It's tremendous. Um, we have this guy in Australia called Corey Bernardi, who's one of those, well, if gay people get married, they'll marry their toaster yeah, and then oh, the toaster yeah. will marry the yeah. dog and right. they'll have dog toast babies. So he's an idiot. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Who we elected to power. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. right? Who's the real idiot? Yeah. Um, but he's one of those ones who says his argument is even like, you know, more flawed because he, he's one of those guys who subscribes to the, there's people already out there who are having sex with dogs. And if gay oh. people uh, can get married, then right. they will demand the right to equal rights to then marry that dog. Yeah. As if the fucking of the dog, we've, 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 we've gone, that's okay. Well, it's look, not okay. No. Let's, ass- let's say that that's not okay. Well, look, I'm fucking the dog right. and I want it to be legal. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I don't... Right. You know How can I, mean? I get hard if I don't have a certificate? <laughs> also, I want to be able to... Like, if I'm... If I... I'm in an accident and I'm right. a vegetable. I want the dog to, be able to come in and put his paw on the button. The machine. <laughs> that's, that's what you want. Yeah. I mean, you want the dog to, you know. Oh, first of all, I want the dog to have health insurance. Right. So we need that in America if we get married. Absolutely. Um, I imagine you want the dog to have custody of your child. If, yeah. Right. I, if, if I die, I would like right. Fido to right. raise. That's a male dog. Yeah. Interesting choice. Perfectly well, legal. It's fine. No judgments. You're, no. You're in a safe space. Well, I thought we were gay. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Bernardi's also the sort of person, even though he hasn't said that, who would have more of a problem with somebody getting married to a, like a male dog, like a man getting married. Oh to yeah, a male yeah. Dog. What, wait, 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 male dog. Right. No. This wasn't part of the bill. No. Yeah. So let me say something about this because the fascinating thing has been the 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 feel of defeat in the air of those people. They were so loud, they were so vocal, they were so aggressive. And overnight, after the Supreme Court ruled, it is like, peep, right. crickets. Like, they are, you can just, it's palpable. Like, we fucking won, go fuck yourself. And they are submitting quietly and going about their bit. And nothing's gonna, right. and the great thing is, nothing's gonna change in their lives. No. They're going to realize this is that the great thing. being gay and married well, that's has no effect on you being straight and married. Right, because that's why they are so defeated, though. Yes. Because they know their arguments made no sense. No sense. You don't actually lose anything. No, that's the thing I always said. The greatest thing about gay marriage is that gay people get an equal right to express their love publicly. Yeah. And straight people lose nothing. 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 We actually... So, like, I mean, unless people do actually start marrying toasters... Yes. Which... Then, then they'll get a second wind. Plus, when the toaster marrying starts, I mean, is there like a is there a toaster with a, a like a fleshlight adaptable right. part? I imagine. And just you're marrying, it's like it's like defrost. It's like the defrost setting. <laughs> so it doesn't cock. Put it on cock. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't burn. <laughs> it just it's just warm. You know, in the morning. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing better than getting up and having a hot cup of coffee and a yeah and and just a little hot cocky and then, you know <laughs> just just but toast it, your penis it is morning. awkward the post coital toaster 
time right. is awkward. Oh, it's so awkward. You like? Do I? What do, should I put bread in you? Right. Well, I mean, everybody likes we? a meal after. <laughs> I um, think that the, the weirdest thing about marrying a toaster is that. Um, what, on First the, of all, I think the weirdest thing is is saying that. But right. <laughs> is that uh, when on your bridal registry, yeah. you ask for a toaster. I feel like that's <laughs> it's disrespectful. You well, know? then the toaster is like, wait, what? What, what? are you doing? Hey? I thought we were just getting toaster cozies. Right. No, no. Well, we need a toaster for toast. <laughs> Not You're just my for... fucking toaster. You're my... <laughs> gonna stick my bread in something that no. I stuck my cock in. Absolutely not. Right? No. That's a rule for life. I mean, that's just, I mean, first of all, that's one of the rules of the Catholic Church. Right. <laughs> uh, so we went to the uh, Playboy Radio um, studios where right. I imagine that at least some of the people who spend a lot of their time hanging out at the Playboy Radio studios have had some terrible experiences with the Catholic Church when oh, they were yeah. growing up. Yeah. There's I just a so. lot of, I mean, it's one of those places that seems like it should be it's like going to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and realizing that it's run by child slaves. Well, if it it feels like a a monument that was built for child molestation. Right. That's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've yeah. made we've made something uh, we put glitter on this turd. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, it's like a support group. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it really is. Um, yeah, so the, uh, that was that was quite an interesting and, experience. And to answer the question, you're all thinking, yes, they did have a red couch. They did have a red couch, yeah. and out in the green room, which we shared, because the the porn stars sisters were not um, on our, our no, they were on a, radio. They're on a different program. That was in the studio next door. Yeah, and can, can we describe what was happening when we walked out? Yeah, go. Well, two, I mean, so two guys were sitting right. in chairs. Yes. One from the show we were just on, and one from another show. Yeah. And one of the. And I need to point out, like, the, the one from the show that we were just on, who is a great bloke, and I'm glad that he had yeah. us on the show. But he bolted as soon as our show was oh my, finished. Ran. Like, I was like, what happened? Yeah. He was here a minute ago. Is there a fire? Yeah. There, there was Polish, like, there was one of those. There's a Polish ass fire. Right, there is. <laughs> <laughs> so he sprinted out to the cab. Yeah. So we walk out, me yeah. and Will talk for a minute, and then we walk out together, and one of the sisters is against the wall in front of them, so they're staring right at her, yeah. sitting behind her, and so she's got her ass towards them, and she's just shaking it and grinding it. Yeah. And in the green just, room. In the green room, and there's just, <laughs> it's just a place you have to walk through right. to get out. Right. Very awkward. Yeah. In front of the fridge where the water is. There's nothing, there's nothing about that. That to me that is sexy or makes no. me want to have sex. It's all It quick. makes me want to go out in the parking lot and punch my dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would solve a lot of the world's problems. If every time a man saw something terrible that a man had created, he punched himself in the dick. Like that was the rule. That every time you saw something that are terrible that happened in the world as a result of a yeah, man. You had yeah. to punch yourself in the dick. Right. You know what? Yeah. People would stop doing terrible things. They would the immediately. They would be very quick. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's, so that's, that's solved. That's, that's <laughs> we solved that issue. What else can we do today? So I, I had tickets to see Dylan Moran at Largo um, that night, but I skipped it to go and do, do the, um, the radio show. And then uh, I was going to go and see Dylan the next night yes. with you because you were going to see him yes. as well. Now, you did get to go and see I him. I did. It was, uh, yeah. It was fun? Yeah, it was good. It, well, yeah. He wasn't as good as the last time, because the last time he had clearly had a worked out show. Right. And this time he was working on stuff. Okay, but that would have been interesting to watch, I love right? watching stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 I didn't how get come, to, How come you didn't? Uh, I didn't get to go to the show. Now, why is that? Well, here's the thing. Because you were there. I saw you. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in life, Dave, something that at first seems like a blessing turns out to be a curse. <laughs> Because I was walking down the street towards Largo. Right. Because I parked my car three blocks uh -huh. away because I know there's a secret street. Yeah. And I'm walking and I see you walking towards me and you've got your hand in your phone. Yeah. Well, not in my phone. My your phone hand. in my hand. Right. That, <laughs> that was really <laughs> fucked up. Here's why I missed the kid. <laughs> I put my hand inside my phone. And then I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> Which and I didn't want to disturb the show. Because I have respect. 
Right. Luckily, I was right near the cedar cyanide. It's not called cedar, cedar cyanide. It's not called. It's called Caesar cyanide. It's That's a Caesar salad <laughs> hospital. I, for years, thought it was called... Like, I thought cyanide must have... I don't know. It was invented at that hospital or... Like, that is a weird name for a it hospital. Is, it is the best of the poison hospitals. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I um, I was telling you this on Steel Saunders' uh, podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, that um, I, I had my first ever, like, when I, I didn't, I flirted my way to an upgrade. Right. And when I say I flirted my way, it wasn't really intentional flirting. I just yes. had, I met this woman at, like, that the car place, and she just, like, liked that I was Australian, and liked that I was a comedian, yeah. and we were getting on well, and she, like, gave me the little secret wink and was like, I'm going to upgrade well, you, I'm yeah. going to give you a better car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She said to me, I'm going to give you a better car because you bring happiness to people. Right? <laughs> I was like, thank I mean, you, yeah. rent a car woman. Right? At last. I've always felt like people should give me free stuff because right. of that. But and people who are mean to people should get downgraded. Right, downgraded. Yeah. And punched in their cock. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Hertz is weird. <laughs> That's why it's called Hertz. <laughs> this car place has changed the E to a U? Do you think no, that's why is that? Here comes that little midget! Oh. Boom! Oh, I said <laughs> And then he comes out. It's an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Three Oompa Loompas beat up a man. What? I just read a story well, this morning. A guy in England yeah. said that he was attacked by three guys dressed up like Oompa Loompas. Oh, well, just dressed like Oompa Loompas. And they beat him up and then they ran off. Right. Which is fantastic. If that's a new crime wave sweeping right. England, do it. It's so beautifully clockwork orange. I feel like you must sing a jaunty David Crusoe yes. style ditty afterwards. Though, yes. Like, you know, like yes. some sort of pun one-liner or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You got me? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was being asked to fill that void. No, 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 it was, no, no. I wasn't like you. You were like, uh, this is not improv. <laughs> I don't have to yes that's and an, everything. That's an actual order, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, anyway, we should get to the, the, the point of all this. Oh, so uh, this is yes. my problem. I floated my way to my car upgrade. Yeah. And uh, they got me a better car, which yeah. was great. Mustang. Um, and then I got to the... Uh, and I was fine with the Mustang, even though like my Mustang got stolen. It's a new Mustang. It's not like the old Gas one. Gas mileage in those things, though, huh? Oh, my God. Like you, tra- you drive a mile and you're out. It's ridiculous. And yet... Yeah. Maybe the greatest car ever. <laughs> so fun to drive. So, yeah, they're really fun to drive. Yeah. Um, so it turns out, uh, I, uh, pulled up at the valet at the gig and, uh, turns out for whatever reason mm-hmm. in the Mustang, uh, if you shut the door, even if the keys are in the ignition, um, it locks. That. That's not the best. Is one of the. Design st- feature of all time. Stupidest feature of, right. I've, I've ever heard of. That. I'm not sure whether it's an actual feature because, or whether I just have like a car that has a, you know, a yeah. fault or whatever, but. But that's really but stupid. But that's what happened. Yeah. So I had to stand curbside, like, I was 20 meters from the fucking show yeah. for the whole thing, standing yeah. in the valet, because um, it was in the valet area, so I was fucking up there not as well. Yeah, were they mad? You know what? Passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they were passive-aggressive. But yeah. this is the, the worst thing. I had bought tickets to the show, right? Yeah. Um, and then I had to, like, well, I didn't have to, I had insurance, so the guy came out, and, but it took like an hour and a half, and I had to stand by the car the whole time. Right. And uh, then, at the end, I tipped, like, the dude who came and, like, you know, opened the car, and I tipped both the valets. Yeah, because I can I, understand that. Like, yeah. you know, I just felt like I'd been a pain in their yeah. ass. And then, like, it was so far into the gig that I was like, I can't even go in. So, essentially, I just got to the gig, stood by the curb for an hour and a half, gave four guys my money, and then drove home. Great night out, though. You should have come in. My favorite comedian in the world was 20 meters away from me, and I was just giving random strangers my fucking money. (laughs) How not to do comedy. Yeah, it wasn't Uh, And then I met him afterwards. Very nice man. Oh, did you really? Mm. I was wondering if that would be... I've met him before, but I don't know if he would remember or know me. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But he... uh, Very nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, very nice guy. Ah, good. I'm glad to hear that. Rarely do I want to meet someone. Right, just in case. Like, I usually don't want to meet people that... Like, I just go, no, I'm good. I've seen them. I don't need... Also, you don't don't want to, like... You don't want to be in a situation where... um, you feel awkward. Yes. 
but it was great because I was talking to the owner of Largo, and then everyone kind of cleared out, and then it was just the two of us and right. him. Like it was, it was natural. Like last time he tried to introduce me, and it was like, "Hey, this is Dave Anthony." And Dilmer, hey, and he just kept going. Like it was, I was like, "Yeah, wish that hadn't had to happen." Yeah, right. But this one, it was like it was just three guys hanging yeah, out. Nice. So yeah, um, I've told you my Joan Rivers story. No, I so Joan Rivers came and saw my show in Australia. Well, that's amazing in itself. Yeah, it was a, a long time ago. Yeah, um, uh, probably when she wasn't in as much demand. <laughs> <laughs> she probably had a few free nights. The Downriver years. Right. Um, but we'd actually got her tickets because the show was sold out. It was at the Opera House. and, and mm-hmm. um, But, you know, they rang and it was Joan Rivers. So, of course, yeah, we... Like, like, yeah, you know, no, kick somebody out. Yeah, put her in a seat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what we did. We let them come in, sit down. Hey, you. And then we kicked them out in front of Joan Rivers. <laughs> For you. Well, she gave them, like, she zinged them just constantly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So, um, she came and saw the show. And, uh, so, but I was doing, like, a month of shows. Yeah. And it's at the Sydney Opera House. It's, like, 10 kilometers from my house. So, what I would do is, like, you don't go through the theater to, you know, get out. It's all quite separate mm-hmm. in the Opera House. So, um, I would just go down to where my car was parked out the front. And I'd be out of there probably before the audience yeah. was out of there because yeah. you know it's like yeah. I'm just just me doing my show it's not like right. you go backstage and yeah. hang out with myself you know right. so I'm at home and I get this like phone call from uh, the venue saying oh, are you still here I said no no I'm at home like I, I was on the couch when you yeah. football right. right they said um, oh Joan Rivers and her entourage are backstage oh my god <laughs> so they'd all come back to that's like, amazing <laughs> I'm at home watching footy. <laughs> so there you go. Nice one. Um, all right. So it's uh, it's the um, three year anniversary, and so I put on uh, the Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, which I always recommend people go to the Facebook page because um, that's the one I spend the most time on. You got a lot of responses. And uh, so I, I said we'd do two things. So the first thing we're going to do, and we'll just do this quickly, and then we'll get to the second bit, which I think is the the more interesting, and we'll kind of it, it'll pay off a little bit from the first. But um, this is the new rules of the the faux fop toe fop drinking game. Mm-hmm. So early on when we were doing the show, uh, you know some uh, some of the uh, the people who listened. I wish I could remember the names of the girls, but uh, big shout out to. To those girls who did the Tofop, the original Tofop drinking game. Oh, so yeah, I thought, I've never, I, yeah, I don't know. Way back. Yeah. Uh, so this is the new one. So th- these are the rules of the new uh, Tofop thinking, uh, d- thinking it's a game. Gr- group effort. Not thinking. Group effort? It's a group effort. Yeah. I've just picked the eyes out of some ones that I think uh, work really well. So uh, Murray McDonald suggested drink every time someone says literally. <laughs> You're literally going to be plowed. Yeah, so what I'm going to say is this. I think it's drink every time someone misuses the word literally. Well, you're going to be really Still going to be very (laughs) That That will try to keep me on my toes. Literally Uh, is a word that we are literally recreating the definition of. Right. So in, in no one really uses the word literally, in, literally. So in anymore. ten years, it will be in a dictionary and yeah. we'll have a new meaning. What, <laughs> what, it, what it used to mean? What it used to mean. Then it will say it, and then Tofop came along. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Emily Lynn suggested drink everyone time. Every time a it's been such a long time joke is made when you're recording several episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Say so, fuck yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Ryan Smith uh, suggests when I say totally, you have to finish your drink. I do say totally a lot. Whoa. Do you have any finish, words? Finish the drink. Yeah. Do you have any words that you say too much? No, but the thing that I say all the time is I don't know what's happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's true. It's people say that all the time online. They're like, it's like my catchphrase, I guess. Uh, Marco Milankovic suggested drink every time Will and his guests Google something that people at work would be reprimanded or sent to a psychologist if they did the same. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's a very drunk game. Yeah. David Colville suggested drink every time someone pours a drink. Drink oh. every time there's a world's worst profession mentioned. Yeah. Paul Cowan suggested drink a person's drink to your left every time home and away is mentioned. <laughs> If it's an elf reference, you have to drink both to your left and right person's drink. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Elixir Gentile suggested talk of a fleshlight drink. At the drop of a faux fact drink. When Will refers to his dodgy hips drink. 
Uh, and when, oh, <laughs> I like, this is why I like this one. And when Will refers to the podcast as free entertainment, a double if it's in the context of someone complaining about something. <laughs> <laughs> I do. We already had that one, didn't I we? I do complain about that a lot. Did we already have one? We have, I know we had a free reference already. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. been at least one of those uh, today. Um, drink every time Will uses a Batman scene as a metaphor for describing an issue in everyday life. Oh, my God. By the way, I watched the, I watched the third one, I'd say, three times over the past week because it's on cable all the time now. Right. Also, it's popping on HBO. And does it get better every time for you? I'm not having a problem with it. it I does, just it keep enjoying better. the shit out of it. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking this the other day. I was watching it again the other day because it is yeah. on cable. And um, this is the... You know, I, know I, I can see the flaws in it. Yeah, I but, can too. But I don't the, give a shit. It, I don't care. Yeah, me, I'm the same way. It's the complete opposite of the Superman movie for complete me in that opposite. regard. Like, but you know what's weird? Is- <laughs> I was expecting we would get some angry feedback about that, by the way. The only angry feedback I've got from people is people who have a list of other things they didn't like about <laughs> Yeah, you I saw a guy. I saw a guy. Why is it the same yes. time in China? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was like, it's the same time in China as it is in the United States. I was like, all right, that's, yeah, that's another one. There's a lot of them. Um, the genius, the genius of Christopher Nolan in that Batman franchise is that he manages, and Tom Hardy, by the way, Who's, yeah. is he manages to make Bane, like Bane now, yeah. when you think of Batman, yeah. is up there with... Yeah, the Joker and the oh Riddler yeah, yeah, the, he like, is. You know, yeah. people will remember like who are Batman super like if they make yes. a new Batman series at some stage they're gonna have to fucking put Bane in it because yes. people are gonna be like where the fuck Where's is Bane? Bane? Yeah, he made Bane. Whereas here. like when when the idea first came out, like everyone was like, Bane. oh Bane, Bane must be a distraction. Yeah, Bane was Poison Ivy's bodyguard in the other Batman no, movies. Bane. <laughs> Bane's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he didn't go the fucking Riddler and he didn't go like mm. you know that. Those kind of big, obvious, the penguin or any of those sort of right. things. He made Bane a, a fucking Which is awesome. super villain. It was awesome. It's great. Yeah. I, a friend of mine said that he also didn't like Batman because it was also really cynical and that a lot of people get killed and that kind of thing. But I think it's a different point being made. I, right. But also people get killed. Yeah. Like, the, like that's the whole oh, point. Right. People yeah. are getting killed. Yeah. Like, whereas in the Superman movie, yeah. there's no acknowledgement that people are getting killed. Not just buildings are falling down. Right. Except one lady's trapped in, in a, the wreckage of a building. That's somehow, it. Somehow, magically, hey, I found, I'm in a building cocoon. I mean, not even, and not that I, like, I don't, because I know one of the issues you had and I've seen since then, a lot of people have had, is that idea of, yeah, Metropolis, like, being that sort of, you know, New York sort of city with all the buildings falling down mm-hmm. and stuff. Like... The truth of it is, if something that bad was happening, you'd have people jumping out of buildings yeah, oh and God, doing all those hor- sort of horrible horrific. things that, yeah. like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Anyway, I think in the Batman movie, they, you know, they acknowledge the fact that, like, I mean, when they hang yeah. the special agents on the, like, it's very yeah. much like, here is death. Yes, I you totally know, this agree. Is what it was handled says. very differently. Yeah. Um, drink every time Will mentions, this is Molly Jane, drink every time Will mentions that his father lives on the same road he was born on and was married <laughs> to the first woman he kissed. Yes, okay. This is a very good way to work out what you mentioned a lot of them for yeah. us. Nans Kuri. Oh, I like this one. Uh, drink every time. Wait, guys, remember the old Tofop drinking game? Good old Charlie. I wonder how Charlie's doing on Home and Away. A roll on Home and Away is a huge achievement, but makes you think about how many times Charlie tried to break the US market and lands on a national soap. Speaking of the US, Will told Dave Anthony, guest Charlie number one, he's kicking off his American career and hopes the exchange rate improves. Will's been touring the US. He also had a great set in Dave's podcast festival, Starfish Circus. Hey, speaking of starfish, I heard when you cut a starfish arm off, it regenerates. Actually, let me just Google that. Wait, what was the point of this? Oh, yeah, drink every time someone goes off on a tangent. <laughs> we've oh, already none. done that a couple of times. Oh, none, none's crew. Yeah. Uh, Lee Bishop, every... Oh, we've done this one already. Uh, every time we enter the safe space, or Will explains the safe space. Yeah. I, I, yeah I'm very big on the safe space. Yeah. This podcast is a safe space, though. That's what I think. Um, I think it's a panic room. <laughs> Oh my god, what is that that you're eating? Is that a oh my god. Cliff so, bar. I didn't have time to stop and eat. No, no, I'm fine for you to eat a cliff bar when the podcast's on, but this I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I went to the um, Whole Foods uh, around the corner from where I'm staying here mm-hmm. 
um, the other day for some groceries. Mm -hmm. And uh, firstly, I saw um, uh, the cat from um, uh, Sons of Anarchy, um, who I like. The one? Yeah, like Jax. Who's also, Charlie, um, someone I think his name Thor? is. Thor? Isn't he Thor? No, he's not. No, Thor. that's Chris Hemsworth. No, he's in um, Pacific Rim. Oh, is he? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Like so um, I saw him there. That was good. I saw him. He has a hot girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> I sure. mean, I'm sure that. I mean, here's the big surprise of this podcast <laughs> that really hot guy from that really popular TV show. The super manly hot, dude who rides right. a motorcycle has yeah. a hot girlfriend? Yeah. I was driving down the street with my son, and I look over. And he is next to me on Harley Davidson, looking exactly like the character from the show. Why wouldn't you? And I was like, if I was, yeah. that's all I'd do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bit better than Paulie Shaw walking around the gym with Paulie Shaw t-shirts on. Yeah. Oh, Paulie Shaw. So, so, um, but also there was some like uh, I'm gonna say homeless guys, like guys who had their entire home on their bikes and mm-hmm. in like you know the package around them. They seem yeah. to have some stuff. But it was all It's amazing how them. much stuff the homeless in LA carry. Right. I mean, there are dudes with three shopping carts full of shit. And I'm like, how do right. you get from place to... Then you have to, like, work out, like, strategically how you're going to move stuff with another guy. Like, right. it's all... Yeah, but they have, like, a lot of stuff. Right. It's like they're... Like, they like they were moving house and just got lost. And that's why they're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It was here, right? Right. Nope. Nope. You're nope. done. All right. We'll just hang outside this supermarket asking for money. Um, I am actually pitching a show to the American Networks, uh, Homeless Hoarders. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, 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 so um, they, they were asking for money as I went in and I had some uh, loose change, so I gave them some money. And then um, the next day when I went back, they weren't asking for money. They were selling those uh, cliff bars. That they had stolen. That you had. which they'd, So they'd either gone in, and I'm assuming... Stolen, yeah. right? Because they were all, like they had a bunch of them. Yeah. So someone's gone in and stolen a bunch of cliff yeah. bars, or even worse, some do-gooder at the Whole Foods is like, cliff bars. "I'm going to buy them cliff bars." Oh, I because, bet that's what happened. Right? Yeah. They're going, oh, "Well, this will feed them all. They've got nutrition. Yeah. You know, they'll get the important things." And yeah. It's not, and they've gone out. And the guys going, "Yeah, thanks for this." And they're like, "Fuck, we're going to sell these for booze now." <laughs> How many cliff bars do I need to sell so I can go and get some crack? I gotta be honest, I'm not gonna buy anything edible from a homeless guy. Right. I'm just not. No. <laughs> do you know who has the best cliff bars? Those homeless hoarder guys. <laughs> They've got like, they have the peanut butter one, but there's also another. <laughs> another it's like flavor. a foot flavor added in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'll quickly belt through the rest of these. David Colville said, whenever a comedy festival is mentioned, you pour a drink from that country. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, drink every time. Dave uh, said, uh, drink every time someone says something vulgar, followed shortly by Will saying, and this is why Charlie can't be on the podcast. <laughs> uh, if Will mentions Yahoo Serious, uh, two drinks. Oh, if yeah. a guest does it without, oh, two drinks if a guest does it without being prompted. Uh, Adam Bailey said, drink whenever the podcast is interrupted by a knock on the door. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew Lang says, every time Will says interesting or I find that really interesting. You know what? I just find what people say interesting. Yeah, I think that's that interesting that people brought it up. It's interesting. interesting <laughs> uh, Brad Overton. But I use that's interesting as um, a, a negative. That's my way of avoiding ah, yeah, right. saying something like, how was the show? Oh, it was interesting. Right. It's my way of avoiding saying it was shit. That's interesting. (laughs) Forever, from this day forward, your that's interesting is always going to be slightly weird when we do this podcast. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Brad Overton suggests uh, drink every time Will has to explain to the guest that he isn't explaining something to the guests as if they're stupid. He's explaining for the benefit of the audience. (laughs) Uh, Kate says, uh, oh, if I say no judgments or I'm not judging. So obviously that's, uh, I'd say that quite a lot. And uh, drink whenever Will says he'll walk into the ocean if he has an accident because he couldn't get to the loo on time. A lot. A lot. Wow. Uh, Gareth James Mitchell. Every time uh, housekeeping interrupts. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. That's it. That, that, there we go. That's the that's the list. So that, that's the new um, drinking game. So 
what I wanted to get to was I also asked people for questions. So um, if they have any questions, some of the hypotheticals and stuff, I haven't really put them in any order. We'll just like go through them one right. by one, see what happens, I reckon. So, all right, here's the, and we'll see how many of those drinking game rules that we <laughs> managed right. to break as we do it. All right, oh, here's a good, uh, easy one to start. I'll ask you this one. Uh, John uh, Denham says, uh, can you tell us about your very first stand-up gig? That's gig good. That's or good. time? What do you mean? Well, what's the difference? I wouldn't consider an open mic to be a gig. What's well, a gig? You think so? Yeah. If you, I disagree. I think a gig is your first paid. No, that's your first paid gig. That's why they call it that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for you, I had wanted to be a comic. <laughs> it was. I was sorry. I was just. I was listening to uh, your podcast, Walking the Room, and you were talking about Paul and Dean, uh, who. Um, some of the audience uh, might not uh, know. <laughs> is, um, she's a, a prominent American racist now. She's a lady who makes cakes and she's yeah. a racist. <laughs> yeah. How can a woman who's responsible for something as beautiful as cakes be responsible for... But let me just say, I already thought she was a horrible person. Why? Because she has type A diabetes. She has uh-huh. the worst type of diabetes. And all she makes is shit that can kill diabetics. Right. So it's like... The reason what, you're, she, the she, reason you're fucked up is because you've been eating like this. it's like it's like a guy who's who has lung cancer just sitting around talking about how great smoking is right like it's through it, the hole in his neck. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing about Paula Dean that you might not have known though. She was the living embodiment of the expression, uh, "You can't have your cake and eat it too." <laughs> That was her philosophy that she lived her life by. It's beautiful. And also something that involved the N-word. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And also why are those black people looking at me? Right, yeah. Her her original saying was you can't have your cake and N-words too. That would would be a better joke if I felt like I had the right to say that word. But I just don't feel like I do. She had to... She was being sued by former employees. She had to give a deposition and a lot of stuff came out. And I'll just give one example... She she would make the people at her restaurants work for her catering business for free when she threw parties and pay them in beer. And she was going to throw a wedding in which she had all of her black employees dress up like slaves. Yeah. And not pay them. Right. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> the slave thing, I definitely am like, well, you shouldn't do that. That's, I'm not into that. But getting paid in beer was essentially the first two years of my career. So I was like, she says, employing stand-ups. Stand-ups are black people. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah, she, she, I mean, basically those people were like, yeah, I didn't, I have a good job in a restaurant. Right. I'm, uh, I don't want to work for free for no. a year, but. So, okay, so the, I'm going to say that your first gig is your, actually your first gig. Because even in this question, like he went on to say nerves, joke styles, etc. Okay. So I'm assuming he's talking about first time you've, gone up on stage to do it like a set, which I assume is like open mic on five minutes yes. or something, right? So I was terrified to go and do stand-up, and I wanted to do it since I was like five. And then I was 23, and I was at home from college for the summer, staying at my dad's house, and learned there was an open mic. I saw like a sign on a window at a bar, uh-huh. and I went down to the open mic, and I signed up, and I went up and I watched some comedians do sets, who I thought, like one, I, I was like, this, she's terrible. Right. Margaret Cho. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. She and got a review like that in Melbourne. This year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read that. Uh, and so I sat there and then I went up and did my set late and I stole my first joke. I lifted it off an evening at the improv because uh-huh. I was so terrified. And so up until just, this point, of up just, until this point, essentially what you were describing was the movie Eight Mile. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. So what was the first, so who did you steal the joke off? It was a real, I remember it was a really bad joke, but just a a random evening at the improv person, which was like our show that was Uh on every Saturday night. And, uh, and it was, it it was the equivalent of a, like a a mom joke. You're like, you tell a joke and then you go, and that's my mom. Like it was the equivalent of one of those. Yeah. 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 So I stole a really bad joke, but nonetheless, I got a big laugh, which is all I needed. And then I went into my own stuff. Uh Um, and, uh, and then I got off stage and a guy came up to me and he says, you're really funny. Here's a list of the open mics around town that we all go to. And my name is Greg Barrett. Wow. Yeah. Like that's first gig. First gig. Wow. Imagine how happy your life would have been if that hadn't happened. 
so true. So true. Um, so that's very interesting. I like that. That's mm-hmm. very good. And um, I should now point out that I love both Margaret Cho and Greg. So. Yeah, well, then Margaret became a friend. And, right. you know. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right, good. That was good. I like that story. Well done. Uh, Meryl Barr asked this. If you could make clones of yourself, how many would you make? And what would you have them do? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. So, firstly, would you make clones of yourself? That's the big question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I saw that episode of The Simpsons and shit went wrong. I feel like The Simpsons is not a good gauge of what Plus actually happened. Plus that movie, Multiplicity. Okay. I've seen two... I've only seen, ever seen two things about clones. And that... And they were both terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, clones do not have a great history in no. film and television. Could you fuck your there's, own clone? There's do you no, think, or is that no? Is, I would not want to. I think well, I could. Right. Like I think that I would. You'd be I, into I, you? I, are you saying could you, I seduce a clone? Yeah, you, I think so. Would you have low enough standards to have sex with yourself? <sighs> do you know what I mean like if you? I mean were, that's a good question. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have low self-esteem, so right. I don't know. So I'm sitting around. I'm like, fuck it. You want to just tug me or like that kind of deal? And then, and then you look at you and go, ooh. <laughs> no, I think that if I asked myself. But, like right. I, I, if I asked myself, the other myself would be like, "Fuck off! Right. You're such an idiot." Right. So you couldn't come home to your clone and just go, "Look, I've, uh, I've put this hole in the wall out the back." Of the <laughs> and you have a mouth. Right. It's my mouth, really. I think my clone. Like, first of all, I would make a clone for cleaning. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. Okay. And but I would also you, want to. How do you make a clone that is like? This is my issue with this. Is like, how do you make a clone that's just happy for cleaning? That's not really a clone because you're not happy to do cleaning. Oh, that's no. not even so right. Yeah. So that for a start, that's not really a clone. Well, I mean, because th- if that clone's like you, you're going to make them do cleaning, Any... and then they're going to rise up against you. Yeah, like, and then you're going to be like Paula Dean, like Planet of the Apes, or what are we talking about? Is are you like, referring to? Uh, no, I'm apes. referring to like <laughs> you say they're going to rise up, rise right. up Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Planet of the Clones. I'm pitching that, by the way. Yeah. Trademark. Not before I... <laughs> I think that based on my history, because yeah. I'm the kind of guy that any job I've had, every job I've had, at yeah. one point the boss has come out and said, are you happy working here? Uh-huh. Uh, every job. Right. And the answer is always a lie, but the truth is no. No, I'm yeah. not at all. <laughs> so I think if I made service clones, uh-huh. it would just be a lot of me going, are you happy doing this? Right. And they'd be like, no. Yeah, I want exactly. to stand up. <laughs> yeah, that's my issue. My issue is like, you know, that what if I made a clone and it was better at being me than I am? Right? What if it was funny? Which I'm sure you? it would be. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Because I've made a series of mistakes being me. And they've yeah, got a I've, fresh start. I've made quite a few, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to be the clone. I'd like to be yeah. the one who's like, all right, well... Without all the baggage? Yeah. Yeah. I reckon if, like, if I had a fresh start, I could pull some of this shit together. But yeah. I've been living with some of the disappointments of it for so long that I... But then clones have Do you mean, like, own. I reckon if I was real estate, someone would come in and go, oh, fuck, you know what? If I put in a little bit of work, I could fix this up and this would be... You know, yeah. This would be a real going concern. Like a clone with like motivation and and without a, a critic sitting on its shoulder telling right. everything it does a shit with the years of baggage or yeah. just the stuff that I've got used to. Right. Right. Yeah. Like even my body, I think a clone would come in and go. You know what? You're not like badly out of shape. If you went to the gym every day and if yeah. you fucking ate properly and if you stopped drinking so much and you yeah. know smoking pot and like doing all those things that you shouldn't be doing, I can get this shit in shape. Yeah. You could really fucking, you know. So you think, well, the, the and that's clone, what they would do. But I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm, in I'm just gonna smoke pot and do a right. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wear tracksuit pants a lot <laughs> because I'm happy with that. Does your clone have bad hips, or does your clone? Well, I assume my clone gets whatever I've got right now. I'm just saying that they, like someone turning over house, they could come in and go, all right, you know what? We'll just get you a better, some better clothes. Yeah. Well, you know, make sure you actually put those clothes on when you leave the house. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, you've still got hair, comb it occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. How about like when you're on the, you know, like when you're on the TV, try to make that much effort in your actual life. <laughs> like when you wake up in the morning. Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Then this is a, an actual question that is coming about. Yeah. Would you make a 
clone of you that doesn't actually have a brain that you could farm for organs and body parts. See, that feels weird to me. But I suppose... What's, it's just... It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have a brain. So it, doesn't so have a, it was never a person. Right. So it's just like a big bag of... It's like a spare bag of meat parts. Right. <laughs> that you have in your fridge. I guess it's in your fridge. And I guess it's grown out of me. Yes, it is. It's like it's like you... It's like if you... If some skin was torn off and then new skin came in, that's right. essentially what it is. It's just part of you that was grown for you. I mean, I guess that's... I mean, I don't have any problem with, like, you know... Uh, like, I still bite my fingernails. Yeah. It's not like I feel like every part of me is, like, some precious gift right. that needs to be preserved. Yeah. And, like, what does our skin change over every seven years or something? something like they that, say yeah. That, you know, you... So, so I guess that... Why not? Why not? I'd do it. I mean, if if it didn't have a brain, like if it's just well, if it's a if it's a dude that's like, and that's that's right. the movie though, isn't it? Is that I think that is a movie. Now that I think about it, isn't that what the island is, or that uh, one of those movies where a bunch of people is, where two people escape? Oh, the island, you and McGregor, and yeah. where they all wear white or something. I think they're I think they're waiting to be used for body parts or something. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's the thing is that there would be a lazy company. It'd be like, just make them with brains. Don't tell anybody. Or just like make them out of pre-existing people. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right. That looks nothing like me. It's, trust me, it's you. Uh, There's lots of questions, so I'll belt through some. Um, uh, Dan Conda says, I'm currently in Bolivia learning Spanish and recently learned the word for come is venga. There's there's a lot of bragging. That's a good point. I'm in Bolivia. Well done. Well done, Bolivia. Learning a language. Yeah. I know new new ways to say come. come. Magical ways. Venga. But it did... Um, uh, so he, he's... Oh, the Venga bus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that, that basically means that the, the the coming bus is coming, I assume. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Here comes the come bus. The, uh, the coming bus is coming. And then the doors open and come just... <laughs> <laughs> Like it's full of cum. So it smells like most buzzers. <laughs> All right. Well, that's easy. Uh, Philippe Perez. God, we've got some international names. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Will, with all your touring, do you ever get sick of planes? Oh, yes. I mean, I guess so. Not really. Like, really? I mean, I... Because yeah, you fly much more than most people I know because you fly out of country and... Right. I fly a lot. But actually, you know what? Like, I find those big flights much more pleasant than... Like, you know, in the old days, if I was in Australia and you're flying, like sometimes in a week, I'd like fly four or five days of the week, but it'd be like Melbourne, Sydney, like right. Sydney, Brisbane or whatever. That's no big deal. Uh, but you know, it's more annoying because you have to get to the airport early. You still yeah. have to pack your bags. You still yeah. have to get on a plane. You still have to do all that shit. But you're on the plane for like, you don't get any of the bonus of the plane. Right. And I consider the bonus of the plane to be that I'm sitting somewhere where nobody can fucking contact me. And right. I get to watch movies. But now you can be contacted. And eat food. With the internet. Well, I like the internet on the plane, though. I catch up on my emails. Yeah, but now you I can be, get distracted. Yeah, but now you can be contacted. I can't smoke pop for like seven hours. <laughs> flight rehab is what I'm saying. I, I don't call it plane flight. I call it uh, going to rehab. I'm going into rehab. Where or which one? Uh, the yeah. one that goes to London. Yeah. <laughs> London, LA, New York. Rehab. It's like a... It's like a double rehab. Virgin Atlantic. Back-to-back Virgin Atlantic rehab. <laughs> do you know how Virgin was started? Oh, what do you mean? Get you... Whoever drinks for the tangents. Okay. Um, he he was... Uh, what's his name? The Richard Branson. Red-haired guy. He was in an airport, and his flight was canceled. Like Strawberry ju- blonde. They were just... Blonde. Yeah, okay. Strawberry blonde. Ginger? Strawberry blonde. Okay. So he was in an airport, and they just canceled the plane. They said, that plane... That flight's not happening. Uh-huh. And he was like, this is ridiculous that you can do that. Right. So he chartered a plane and then he walked around the airport with a sign that said, uh, new airline, Virgin, $39 to blank, wherever he was flying, and filled up a plane. And then off they went and he decided to start an airline. Right. That can't be legal. No, I mean, <laughs> first of all. I mean, in this day and age, you'd no, be sure no, it's not legal at all. Terrible. What I'm saying is, I mean, this, this whole story. story be, hey, did you hear how Richard Branson died <laughs> before he became a millionaire and a sir? 
Do you remember that idiot? I'm, I'm he got trying shot to at the airport with a cardboard sign. I'm trying to say he's a criminal. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He, um, uh, yeah, he's pretty. That's I mean, pretty amazing. But that you is also his, have to be rich to do that. Well, that's his version. <laughs> that is his version of uh, Bruce Wayne buying the hotel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Drink. Um, so, uh, all right. Um, okay. Here's one from Lawrence Corbett. Uh, Will, if you're in prison, would you try and survive with the other lanky white men or just surrender to the pain? And Dave... Oh, he's got separate questions. Wow. Here, I like we, this. we know I wouldn't last long in prison. Right. I, I don't think either of us would last long in prison. I would get, I would get into fights and get killed. I saw uh, a thing the other day where they were talking about a woman's uh, biggest fear is to be attacked, uh, you know, by a man. Sure. And, uh, and, and a legitimate fear because one in four women, I think, yeah. in their lifetime are victims of some sort of physical or sexual assault. Mm. Um, uh, men's greatest fear is going to prison. Yep. So sure. it's interesting. It's interesting. And it is also my fear. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Because on the first day, I would try to act out that scene from Batman Begins. <laughs> and then somebody would tell the story about, hey, did you hear how Will Anderson died? Well, I get into prison and I go, where's the big hole that I climb up with the rope and try and jump from ledge to ledge? Right, Is that yeah. not in here? Yeah. Is that not how we get out? On my first day when I'm doing all my, where's my Rita Hayworth poster material? <laughs> get busy living or we get, no? Is this thing on? Oh. Uh, and Dave, this is your question. Mm. If you punch three people in the face, yeah, who would they be and why? That's a good question. If you could punch three people in the face. No, this is like the purge. You'll have, like, there's a night of the year where you're allowed to punch three people in the face and there is no repercussions for the fact that you punch them in the face. Uh, I would punch Ted Nugent. Okay, now, people might not know who Ted Nugent is. Ted Nugent is a guy who, in the 70s, was a fast guitar player. He was in... A band, and then he wrote uh, songs like Wang Bang Sweet Poontang. Yeah. And it was music for 13 year olds, and he was a total moron. Right. And he went on to make shitty music for years, and then he eventually became a gun spokesman. And now he's on the board so of the now NRA. Bang Bang No Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> so he is now on the board of the NRA, which is the people that cause all the problems. Okay. Right. So you can um, punch him in the face. Yeah, people are going to be surprised at my last one. Right, okay. Uh, I would say my second one. It's hard because there's so many. Would you scream, how am I cold dead hands? <laughs> That's what I would scream as I punch him. I would probably, uh, I, would, I was going to say Mike Tyson, but he's just such a sad, pathetic human being now. Right. Um, but uh, I would say I would say it would be really great to punch Donald Trump in the face. Oh. Just give him a shot. Just walk up and just punch him. Yeah. Obama. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Racist. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the history of the United States has been worse for uh, undermining the hope of a generation and removing them from politics than Barack Obama. The hope in hope. Well, he gave, hope, he, hope. He told he everybody, gave them hope and then... He told them they were all going to be part of this yeah. and then he got elected and he said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. He wiped out an entire generation of potential... You know, taking part in the system. Why do you think that was? Like, because it's been interesting to me to watch, like, a lot of the things, because it is it is one of those you know, things to watch where you're like, you know what? Like, I, I, I like the speeches and I like mm-hmm. the message. Yes. But so much of the other shit, like, oh, the massive human rights violations uh, and yeah, the drones and uh, yeah, the yeah. looking at everybody's email and uh-huh. all this shit that, you know, the, even the people, like, you know, in Guantanamo Bay with no sense of when they're going to, you know, get out if ever. Like, I mean, I understand there are things that, you know, it's a complicated time in the world and everything. It's not that complicated. But fuck, man, these are a lot of things that... I will say the reason he did did all that stuff is because if if he gets in office and it's already happening and then he stops it and then there is a terrorist attack... Yeah, it's his fault. It's a no-win situation he came into. It was, you know, so that, like... I get, I would have still stopped it and, yeah. and gone, all right, well, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's always just been a politician. He's never been anything but. He just knew. He was just a really good speaker, and he knew the things to say. But behind them, he doesn't, he doesn't back up anything. So he's all talk, and he's really bad for... He's just bad. It's quite funny, and he can dunk, though. So... <laughs> that was let's not, your let's not most racist that, right? comment. Oh, hang on. 
Uh, this is going to be one of those knock at the door moments. So oh. that's, uh, well, not knock at the door, but I'm going to go. Will had just um, looked at his phone and then he got up and he uh, walked out the door. So now I'm alone. Um, I'm doing a podcast. Sorry about the Obama thing. I'm sure a lot of you guys are really mad at me now. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, an idiot just walked in. Who I know very well. Uh, we will talk to him on the next podcast. Yes, that is exactly what we're going to do. So let's finish this one and then we can uh, get on to that. So um, uh, there's a, a couple other questions uh, that people want to get to, but maybe we'll do another one where we'll answer the questions. We can do that uh, another time. Um, there is uh, a question down the bottom here. Um, uh, from Isaac Kingy, uh, and he says, uh, is Charlie going to release an official statement? Uh, all oh. I would say to that is... Interesting. Uh, stick around after the, uh, the uh, music at the end. We're, we're having a nice little uh, Marvel Universe after the credits. Yeah, then, then we're going to yeah. see... Uh, and then we'll set it up for the big uh, Joss Whedon-directed... <laughs> Superpod episode. What's the last one? Oh, the Avengers was the last big one they did where they were like, you know, oh, you know what? So my son goes, so we, there was this thing that it, 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 yesterday at this uh, museum in LA and they said, we're going to have Batman, uh, sorry, so we're going to have Superman here. It's his birthday. So for four year olds, oh. like, holy shit, I get to go Fuck to, man, are you Superman's kidding me? Birthday? Superman's birthday? And he was like, is that like his Krypton birthday or he's like when he came to Earth? Birthday? I mean, those are questions I can't answer. Right. Okay. <laughs> So they, they said so that is like I mean because I would have think even the time frame on Krypton's different. Well, let me so tell how you. can you you're approximating a birthday I mean, I mean, best? You're basically describing everything you don't want to bring up to a four year old. Right. Because he was like, "It's Superman's birthday. Right. How do we know it's his birthday?" I'm like, "I don't." Right. And then the questions don't stop. So here's the bad question. Did you say in the same way that we know when Jesus's birthday is? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he goes. Will Batman be there? Oh. Complicated I'm question. <laughs> Super complicated that question. Is, that is a good question though, right? Is Batman no. Be there? Batman right. and and Superman aren't friends. Well, they're good guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. They both live in New York? Right. Yeah. Why aren't they friends? Right. They got different philosophies. Well, they have different philosophies, but they're I mean, they're, I mean, they're different comic book your dad, creators. And, your dad and Gallagher it's, are both comedians. I mean, don't get me started on DC and Marvel. <laughs> Do you want to know about DC and Marvel? <laughs> they're, they're both DC Universe, aren't they? Batman and, uh, Batman and Superman. No, one lives in Gotham and one lives in Metropolis. They don't live in New York. So right, I understand. Shut your fucking shut mouth. Your fucking Who the hell are you? I don't know what you're talking they about. They both live in New York. I've seen the videos. <laughs> oh, God. This is an abomination. <laughs> All right. Are you allowed to speak? No, anyway, Graham Elwood's here. He's going to be in the next episode. Um, but Is anyway. it one DC and one Marvel? No, that's they're both DC. Superman they're both DC? Are both DC. So why aren't they in the same movie? I, that's what I figured. I figured they, one was Marvel and one was DC, and that's why they couldn't be in the same universe. No, because they're rebooting the um, uh, the kind of Justice League franchise. So are they going to be so in the same So there's going to be a new Batman. In yeah, it, won't, the, like, it won't be, it won't be um, Christian Bale. It won't be Christian Bale. They're, that, they're going to have a hard time. Right. Now they're yeah. going to have a new one. They're just gonna have a new Batman. Yeah, especially gonna, when they he's make. He's gonna it. kill people just like Superman did, and not give a shit about it. Right. He doesn't care about them. That's about. not true. He saved those four. <laughs> he saved those four people at the end. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's gonna have a fight with the supervillain in a big populated area instead of trying to get the supervillain away from the populated area. <laughs> not that I am emotionally attached to this at all. But it's okay, Greg. I should have come later. No, no, no. You've essentially done the greatest callback in comedy because <laughs> <laughs> we spent the first five minutes oh. talking about that and you've called back to something that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, that's, that's a special episode. I didn't know. I don't, I'm not a huge comic book guy. The only comic book I grew reading up was, um, was Spider-Man. Right. So, uh, so I don't know all these worlds and what, why people aren't in movies. And, but, they now, have, but now I can tell them, yeah, someday right. they will be in a movie together. But they have different philosophies, Superman and Batman. Right? Yeah, they do. Right. And Batman's so not as much... Uh, different ways of going about it. Ba- Batman's a self-created superhero, whereas Superman's a reluctant superhero. Right. And he's also an alien. He's an alien. And we should never and trust that. Batman aliens. has PTSD. And is a right, little bit of a, a little bit of psychopath, right. yeah. And Superman is um, just a psychopath because he right. just lets people die <laughs> and doesn't give a shit. Anyway, uh, we can talk more about all these things uh, later. Um, uh, happy three years! Happy three years! Thanks for listening yes. to this uh, stupid podcast for three years. <laughs> and um, uh, Charlie, and Charlie, happy birthday, you 
You exiled son of a bitch. Right. Uh, I, you know what the nice thing is? That Tugfop's birthday is so close to Superman's birthday. Do you know what he is? He shows who Charlie is. Like, there's expats. He's right. an ex-fop. He's an ex-fop. Yeah. Right, well, that's good. I Someday like that. he'll come back. Um, uh, find us on the Facebook page. Of course, tofop.com uh, is still there. Um, and we'll do another... We'll do a second part to this at some stage where we answer the rest of the questions because there was heaps of them. So thanks very much for... Uh, giving us all those and uh, make sure you stick around uh, after the credits for a, a very special little message. Uh, Dave, you want to give us a sign out? Fof over! Hello, teabaggers. If you can hear this message, then I'm already dead. No, I mean, I'm not dead. That's, 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 that's bullshit. I'm actually in pod exile. And uh, we all know the reasons for that. There's, there's no need to go into it. Um, suffice to say, I'm happy. I'm well. Uh, I miss you guys. I miss the pod. Um, but I'm a big fan of, of Fofop and I've been keeping up with what's going on. Um, three years, hey? Who would have thought it? Uh, basically, I mean, you know, we have talked about this before. Ah, drink. Um, but, uh, Will and I, the idea was just, we liked to talk and, uh, we thought, well, why don't we do this podcast? And if it sucks after one week, we'll stop. But if, um, people listen to it, then we'll keep going. And what do you know? People listen to it. Um, gave us a good excuse to catch up. Um, consequently now we don't do the podcast. We hardly ever see each other. Um, but look, uh, I'm really, really proud of Tofop. I've always said that, um, and uh, the fact that you guys still get in touch with me via Twitter and Facebook is, is really cool. Um, some of you get in touch just to let me know that you hate me, um, which is seems unnecessary. But, uh, you know, I guess it's better expressing yourself than going home and beating your wife or children or husband or sons or dogs. Speaking of which, um, I'm in my front room recording this uh, with Junior by my side. Do you want to say hello, Junior? You got anything you want to contribute? Oh, no. So now that I actually offer you the chance to talk, you don't say anything. Right. You just going to wait for me to be making a joke and then you're going to interrupt, aren't you? Well, trust me, Junior's here and um, he's also very uh, grateful for for all um, your kind words. Um, uh, I just would like to say, uh, keep listening to Fofop because it's a really good show. And Will, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but Will seems to be more prolific now that I'm not doing this show than when I was doing it. There's like three or four pods coming out a week. So obviously I was actually the dead weight that was holding him back. Maybe I was the Andy to his homish. Not that I said that. I've got to be careful now. I'm a showbiz type. Don't want to put any noses out of joint. Um, <clears throat> so before I go, uh, I just thought I would attach a little bit of a bonus, a little bit of something from the vault. Um, this is a discussion that never got released um, uh, by Will and I. It's just a little conversation that involves Walking Dead, Wikipedia, all the usual Tofop favorites. So um, once again, uh, you know, thank you for everything, for listening. Thank you for making the show what it is. Three years is, is uh, who would have thought we were going to get there? Not me. Um, so I'm thinking of you all. I check out the Facebook page regularly. So just uh, know that I'm there lurking in the background like a creepy relative who you have to invite to family dinner, but no one really likes them. All right. This is Charlie saying goodbye. I um, watched all of uh, Walking Dead. Yep. Someone gave me the DVD. I didn't like it. It's, I was actually a bit disappointed. It's too slow. The it, comic book's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the comic book's really good. I really like the comic book. But, but it's you like know, they've, you know what? A comic book is not enough to sustain fucking that many episodes of TV. It's too stretched out. It's too slow. But nothing, nothing happens, and the characters are all unlikable. Yeah. Like the, the the lead guy, that character, uh, the British actor. He every decision he makes is so self centered. <laughs> you know. And he has this kind of like um, sense of entitlement or superiority because of his moral code. And yeah. it's like the world is overrun with uh, fucking cannibals, yeah. <laughs> undead cannibals. Like, All bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> Chop the fucking time, moral time outrage. For some, time for some new rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the amount of times... I'm over in the corner the, touching my, my the amount, cock with a the amount of times, <laughs> The amount of times his wife says... Um, Hey, don't go into the city on that suicide mission because, you know, you've got a son you've got to look after, you've got me to look after. And he's like, nope, ah, I made a promise to a man a long time ago. And it's just like... Get over it. Fucking, look at it, look at it. I just saw a horse get ripped apart by a group of zombies. There's zombies. Yeah. 
Uh, pretty sure, you know, like uh, acts of God are covered in insurance policies. All bets are off on promises you made to old men. <laughs> <laughs> Once there's a zombie invasion. But they're making a sequel and Frank Darabont, who yes. obviously wrote and directed Shawshank Redemption, he's, he's been kicked off the show. So the one good thing I reckon that show had going for it is now got because he did the first episode which I really liked yeah but I don't know if like Darabont is like have you ever seen The Majestic the Jim Carrey thing set in the cinema having said that Shawshanks is not the only film it's, that's liked. his fucking yeah, that you're is right, his, I understand that is his goal yeah so what one the year that oh sorry I'm a bit lost uh, hmm it's weird. On the Wikipedia page, it doesn't say. Should I just go to IMDb? Yeah. will tell me what year, and then we can... Uh, what's the word when you work back from a solution? You retrofit? No, you reverse engineer. Okay, so it came out in 1994. Oscar winner, 94. Yeah. Or is it Oscar winner, 95? Oh, motherfucker. Uh, just type in Shawshank Redemption Academy Award. Yeah. And then the entries will refer to... Okay. You know. Academy Awards, 1995. Braveheart. So Braveheart, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it's saying. That doesn't make sense. I've got to swan that Braveheart was the year after. Hang yeah. on. Right. Nominees were Braveheart. No, it was must have been 94. Because that was Braveheart, Apollo 13, Babe 2, Il Postino. Il Postino, do you remember that? Babe 2? Yeah. No, sorry, Babe. <laughs> I was like, really? Oscar <laughs> 94. Seems unusual. Okay. Forrest Gump. That's right. Oh, uh, okay. So fuck you! <laughs>